Hello all, the West Coast Infidels are back with the fourth and final episode of the team previews from our ICC 2023 World Cup series. In previous episodes of the series, we covered eight of the teams and now we move on to a couple of teams that have won the World Cup more than once. We will start with the five-time winner, Australia, who last won the tournament at home in 2015, besting a feisty New Zealand team led by Baz McCallum. Australia has come into the 2023 tournament with a very good-looking team and notwithstanding a string of losses, there is no doubt that they should be one of the favourites to make the semi-finals. We will then talk about the hosts, India, the 2011 winner and a constant challenger for the title in most ICC competitions in the past 8-10 years. But the winner's tag has constantly eluded them after the 2013 Champions Trophy win. These two teams will meet each other in their opening fixture at Chepauk on October 8. And for once, there will not be any yellow, with the vast majority of the 33,000 strong crowd likely to firmly root for the team wearing blue. Over to Anand, take us through Team Australia. Before we start there, it's pretty sad that the other team which has won more than one World Cup did not even qualify this World Cup. What a loss. Let's start with the team for Australia. As per Crick Info, the Australian team has five batters, four bowlers and six all-rounders. One of the all-rounders is questionable. We can talk about it in a bit. The batters are Alex Carey, wicketkeeper, Travis Head, who is injured. They are going to carry him for a few games until he's ready. Josh Inglis, the backup wicketkeeper, Stephen Smith, David Warner. The all-rounders are Sean Abbott, a bowling all-rounder, Cam Green, a batting all-rounder. Labuschagne is is apparently a batting all-rounder, while Steve Smith is not. I can't explain that. Mitchell Marsh, an all-rounder. Glenn Maxwell, a batting all-rounder. Marcus Stoyne is a batting all-rounder. Crickinfo thinks Mitchell Marsh is a all-rounder, as in he does not need any qualification. He can probably fit into the team as either a batter or a bowler. The four bowlers, of course, are Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark, and Adam Zampa. I mean, fantastic bowling attack. I think the starting 11 looks like this in the absence of head, and we'll talk about the uh, team in a little bit more detail. Mitch Marsh opens with David Warner, and then when head comes, head opens with Warner, and Marsh drops to number three, followed by Steve Smith and Labouche. Alex Carey, the wicketkeeper, Stoinis over Cam Green. Glenn Maxwell, Pat Cummins, the captain, Mitchell Stark, Hazelwood, and Adam Zampa. This is the possible 11. When head recovers, I think Labashin goes away. Marsh bats at one. That's that's the idea. So far, Kerry's form has been worrisome. Inglis is actually doing better with the bat. Not sure what's going to happen there. I don't see them dropping Kerry, but Inglis has been among the runs. Will Cam Green get a look over Marcus Toynis? I don't think so, but that is an option there as well. The spin bowling department, of course, feels very weak. For a World Cup that is held in India, there is a lot of dependency on Zampa. So we have seen Zampa do that Pfeiffer in Chennai and win the game for them. But when you look at the history of Zampa in the last four years, and this is what Wisden has to say, Australia's prolific pace triumph rate tend to grab the attention, but Zampa has quietly compiled a formidable ODA record. Since the conclusion of the 2019 World Cup, the leggy has claimed 66 wickets in 31 matches at 20.69, 
with an economy of under five, a record unmatched by any spinner featuring in this tournament. A match-winning haul of oh, four for five. He just gave like a hundred an audience to class and only in a game. Yeah, <laughs> recency yeah. bias, but <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. That is true. Four for forty-five in Chennai at March to seal a ODA series win. That is how important Zampa is. But as Vijay points out, the last three games against South Africa hey, uh, has been rude awakening. The spin bowling department does feel weak because Glenn Maxwell is their second spinner. We don't know how he's going to bowl. Can he bowl 10 overs? Looks like Australia is going to depend on Zampa delivering in most games. Hopefully, the, as, as Vijay pointed out, the recency bias of the last three games against South Africa does not recur and he delivers. But they do have Stoinis, Mitch Marsh to fill in the bowling. You know, So they have three bowlers to, for the fifth bowler slot. Between Stoinis, Maxwell and Marsh, hopefully they can deal with it and the pitches will aid them. That is a worry. Let's look at the games that they're going to play against India in Chennai. Slow track, perhaps. We don't know, but going by the history of Chepak pitches. Next two games in Lucknow, followed by a game in Bengaluru, then followed by a game against Netherlands in Delhi. Their game against New Zealand in Dharamshala followed by England versus Australia in Ahmedabad. They play Afghanistan in Mumbai and Bangladesh in Pune. Looking at the grounds, maybe the lack of a strong spinner may not affect them, but it's an open question I have. Uh, I don't know how it's going to uh, turn out. Any opinions? I'm with you on the 11. He's the starting 11 from the first game and that Labushain will give way to head on his return. Yes, Kerry is struggling and Inglis has been batting better, but uh, the Australians don't change things so easily. So I don't expect that to change. And yeah, similarly, only, only thing there about Marsh being at number one is what I think Anand said. I think he meant to say number three, right? When head no. comes, Marsh will go to number three yet. Yeah, Marsh will go to three. Labushain will open, Marsh will bat at three. And when Travis no, is La- back... Marsh has been opening the batting with Warner, by the way. That will continue. Uh, yeah. yeah. So all they'll do is just move Marsh one drop and then they'll insert head at the top. Where he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, head must be at the top. So what about that Agar decision? Good decision, bad decision? I think it's a very good decision. Agar is yeah. just not up to it. He's not uh, a really very good bowler. Yeah, but but Anand's point about the fact that you know their second spinner is effectively a combination of Maxwell and Labushan is a fact. I mean, I see neither of them bowling like 10 full overs. So they'll end up uh, splitting a few overs between them, maybe 12 overs between them or whatever. But that's uh, 12 no, overs of spin that, that Australia game, loses control. <laughs> that last game where Maxwell took, what, four wickets? Five. I think that yeah. was India completely... Five wickets, was it? Uh, so that was yeah. India completely missing with their minds there? Major strategy. Let's give them. Is, yeah, give them. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you you don't remember those old stories from back from the Vishwanath Gavaskar time frames. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's the next game. It's the next game. It's the important match. Mein that is the thing. <laughs> Ram, to answer your question, I think even if Agar was in the team, they would not have played him. Because I don't think, as, as Vasan said, I don't think he's good enough. Maybe they would have played him against in a, in a game against Afghanistan or something, right? But I don't see him 
in the starting 11 at all. I think their approach is Zampa is good enough. And if they can eke out, you know, five, six overs uh, out of Maxwell, then they do have Mitch Marsh and they do have Stoinis, both really good bowlers. They can, they can take wickets. And right. also, there's a team today that indicated that three bowlers is enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, one thing I did want to call out is Labishan's presence in the field. He was superb in that game against India. You saw how much ground he covered? Yeah, uh, in the field, right? Yeah. In the deep. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Yeah. God. He was just awesome. Besides that terrific catch he took, I think, of Gill, I think, right? Didn't he catch Gill in the deep? Oh no, Washi, I think. Full full stretch alongside the ground. Then he was patrolling. I think he was a one-man army patrolling the entire offside at one point. So, terrific. I think even if he doesn't bat or bowl, I think they will somehow figure out a way to bring him to the field. Yeah. <laughs> I am telling you that this tournament, we will see the real comments. He's come too often to India and not done well. Anything, I think... Yeah. It's just law of averages. That man is a fantastic bowler. Yeah. And it just might happen in this world. He, Cummins, has another very important responsibility. He has to bat at eight. Yeah. So, that is an, was, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's their Shardul Thakur, in other words. <laughs> no, I, I look at their six, seven, eight, nine. The six, their six, seven, eight, nine is Stoinis, Maxwell, Cummins, and Stark. Mm. Right? And Stoinis right. opens uh, in the Big Bash League, if I remember, Stoinis yeah. opens yeah, yeah, for yeah. his team. Right? So, so they're 6, 7, 8, 9. If the first 5 till carry can bat until 33, 34 overs, their 6, 7, 8, 9 will again score 100 yeah. runs in the last 10. That is can their I, batting there. Alex Carey also will be in that somewhere, like 5, 6, 7 region. Right? Alex Carey has yeah, to be I, commentated, no? Yeah, Alex Carey is uh, five, is bats at five. Like oh, he, he has the. Okay, okay, cool. Hmm. Yeah. So basically, Marsh Warner, Smith Labushain is the four, right? And then you have Carey, Stoinis, Maxwell Cummins, Stark. Hmm. Endless hitting. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure I agree with you because Maxwell can bat anywhere, right from that three all the way to eight. That is and true. we've seen that even with RCB, he was batting way up the order. So, yeah. Maxwell will be a floater. They will yeah. bring him in when they need that injection of a quick act- action. If Maxwell bats for 20 overs, the game is but over. The RCB, Maxwell batting at number 3, he was number 3 of 3 batsmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, their Pakistan's banana peel is their game against Australia in Bengaluru. Pakistan is going yeah. to run into that block. Right there. It's a banana peel for both teams, actually. Yeah, that is true. But it's Maxwell's home ground. Yeah, but I think the concern is also the fact that they've got two games in Lucknow and uh, one game in Firosha Kotla. And one in Chennai. uh, One in Chennai. The the, the slow, low pitch category. And their Bangladesh is in Pune. That oh, and Pune as well. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, if Pune does produce the pitch that they did back in 2017, yeah, but they really need the spinners. Don't underestimate Adam Zampa. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Adam Zampa will only give you 10 overs, Vasant. You still, you need another or maybe two other guys. Oh, yeah. I also just noticed that Adam Zampa will have to bowl to Klaassen. 
in Delhi or Lucknow <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> in Lucknow. Yeah, that game is in Lucknow on the 12th. Yeah. So I think okay. you make a couple of good points for, for me, for like a couple of quick thoughts from me, right? I think this lack of really good second spinner and this use of part-timers will possibly bite them in the back at least on these spin friendly locations where they seem to be playing a little more than what they would like to I mean, at least four of their games are yeah. and none of them are free points are being pay, played on these kind of grounds so so they've got to be a little wary of that and then I completely agree with the other point their batting i mean now that i think about it you know it, they extend all the way to 8 9 almost like an englandish situation yeah. so i think yeah. if that is a strength that is if what takes them you know into the tournament this business end will be that and then of course their pace bowlers are all very very good but i mean you know some of them can't bat zampa can't bat hazelwood can't bat so they they do have to deal with that they have the same problem as pakistan which is cummins hazelwood and stark have to play in all games like the pa- pakistan three pacers mm. any of them mm. picks up a niggle their bowling is done is uh, is basically yeah yeah toothless no no comments no goings <laughs> wrong comments <laughs> but uh, guess what there this cameron green floating around in the back yep he's a like for like for both mitch marsh and stoinis and labushain and, and yeah perhaps Sean, hazel would too <laughs> perhaps is would too shawn abbot is a pretty sharp bowler they have some reasonable reserves I I just don't see I mean unless a bunch of people get in, injured Sean Abbott is going to be the Sunil Wilson of uh, Australia this time he won't play a single game No I think they'll do some load management some I don't somewhere. I know uh, you are trying to say triumvirate it is actually spelled trimurti <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those three will play uh, at least not uh, Stark or Hazelwood they they are coming in with I, I think Abbott will get a game or two for sure Oh yeah Yeah Okay, the lead up to the tournament, of course, they were leading 2-0 against South Africa and then the last three games, rude awakening for Australia. Should that should that be weighing on their minds? I don't know. Perhaps not very good preparation for them leading into the tournament. Predictions, five-time champions, looks like they will get into the uh, business end of the tournament. I I think they'll be one of the four for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree uh, there. Yeah. absolutely i agree no, no, i, I think, think uh, if you one of the things that australia is good at is fighting back right of course the 99 they they came from brink all the way to the top even the following one right in in not, not the one in south africa maybe is that the one where andy bickel really rescued them oh yeah it was mm. against pakistan yeah 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 so they they find certain fighters in in i mean last time around wasn't you talked about paul rifle of all people saving that one run i mean they they give their all all 11 will be like completely committed there's one more thing i have been noticing david warner is looking in terrific form and if that guy gets going it's not a t20 he doesn't need to hit at 160 if he can bat at 120 then job done Yeah. So one last uh, comment on this Australian side. Look at the number of people who are 32 years old or older. That's a big big list. Which basically means that many of these people are bas- are, are playing their last world cup. Steven Smith won't play again. David Warner won't play again. Alex Carey not likely to play again. 
Stark not likely to play again. Hazelwood. Hazelwood is 29 or 30 or something like that. So I cannot see any of these guys returning for next round. If there is a World Cup. If there is a World Cup. Oh, well done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I I think there will be a World Cup, but we may not see these chaps again. So might as well say for them. Moving on to India, Vijay. Yeah, uh, Bharat is making all the right moves right now. What we have is a completely professional side. We we, we started, I think, probably with the 11 unit, with MS. Since then, preparations have been top-notch. They, they have all become big game players. I think it's also a little bit of maturity in the IPL as well, right? We have multiple match winners with the bat and ball. Much like Australia, I think even for India, this could be the last World Cup for for a majority of the team as well. So, added to that, home team, for the first time, they're not sharing any real estate with any other country. So, they'll be motivated to finish with a bang. One thing I did notice for for this squad, right, is if Rahul, for whatever reason, KL Rahul, that is, doesn't play... Then immediately the middle order looks immediately very inexperienced, right? Like, who are you going to bring in if if he doesn't play? Oh my God, just four months ago, he was the piñata for Indian cricket. Everybody and their uncle and their Venkatesh Prasads were going at him. Basant, even I would have said something at that time. But since coming back, he scored runs. I hate, uh, we'll have to become politicians, immediately switch the party. <laughs> so, leading up to the tournament, right, the big guns are back. So, we have Bumrah, Pandya, Rahul, they've all filled gaps. I mean, the West Indies tour wasn't that too far off. We looked very jaded there. The white ball cricket, we, we didn't have a good outing there. Of course, uh, I have to say, you know, West Indies had the purple patch Puran. This ODI World Cup is missing that guy. Like, you know, just give him, let him play for India. If not, <laughs> right? Really. So we'll be missing that guy. He would have really lit up this World Cup. But we do have some iffy situations with Sky. He can play the enforcer, but will he come in any, at any point to the party? But we still have the lawyer, lawyer order problem. That is a very traditional problem now. We don't like, it's not like the 83 team where we bat all the way down. This is very much well-demarcated batting unit come and then this is the bowling unit kind of a thing. One game that I kind of worry about, or two rather, when uh, either Shaheen Shah Fridhi opens the bowling ball, does its thing, and then he prices out two or three guys. At the same time, Trent Bolt does the same thing. He's been known to do that as well. So if we face those guys and there is a little wobble at the top, then our uh, batting uh, could come undone. So that is always there. We want our captain to kind of continue where he left off in the last World Cup. That will be awesome. But then moving on, Stark can do what Afridi does and Bolt does as well when Stark opens the bowling. Stark, I think they've figured him out. Mm. uh, At least... India has not been troubled by Stark with the white ball in recent times. Um, 
he can come and uh, do his lightning bolts right that he does but he's not bowling to mayank agarwal let me put it that way so <laughs> the, the the returning players you know they've all had a chance to warm up we delivered in the asia cup we won two games against the australians without rohit and kohli interestingly enough when the two came back we lost the third one promptly <laughs> so, so something to think about there but i thought there were a lot of mistakes on the batter's side in that game they, they were giving out a lot of aerial shots and getting out but with the ball i'm very excited bumrah siraj and kuldeep they look absolutely like a million dollars i hope that they we, they can defend anything but the other thing i think about is whether this is again one of those uh, typical india situations where you win the toss you win the game kind of a thing which means that a dew will become a factor and how these guys uh, even in the game where rahul and uh, jadeja finished the game against australia you can see that the two batters you know they stayed back and they were uh, talking about the dew in the grass so india is really thinking about all that and we, we can kind of expect them to at least be prepared for the dew better than the other teams i'm hoping so we will see some of that so my 11 for the opening game given that today we learned that gil is down with with what is that breakbone fever from a mosquito bite the mosquito oddly enough had an australian accent that's one of the news that is not coming out as much as it should <laughs> so i i would assume that they will go for just question how many left handers in the australian lineup that will decide whether or not they pick ashwin or uh, sky that's probably warner carry warner carry that's it that's it huh warner carry stark and his stark is further down yeah. and hazelwood yeah hazelwood yeah batters wise just two which means that i don't think they will necessarily pick ashwin just for for those two guys so my 11 would be rohit ishan or if uh, miraculously dengu goes away gil kohli shreyas kl sky pandya jadeja kuldeep bumrah siraj assuming pandya will bowl is full quota hmm. interesting five bowlers only for you including pandya yep brave my big concern with this team not just this 11 but generally with india is pandya's fitness if something happens to him the balance is out he's the one who's pivoting this team i would feel a little bit better if jadeja's batting form is anywhere near his best but even if jadeja is firing all cylinders i think pandya is going to be our pivotal i i i thought it was shreyas and kl given that KL is in you know sublime form and I don't know Shayas we'll see. My big worry now is Pandya. I really hope Pandya stays fit the entire tournament. Given that, having him as the fifth bowler bowling ten overs seems a little bit risky. I also believe yeah. that they will not go with just five bowlers. I mean, with Pandya being the fifth bowler, I think it's a little too risky. These guys are very conservative in their approach. So I will be surprised if either Thakur or Ashwin uh, does not play ahead of Sky. And to me, Gill and Ishkesh is a clean swap. 
Sky, I think we'll only get a game if either Shreyas or KL don't make the cut. I think the only person Sky can do a one-on-one swap with would be Iyer. Because if if they drop a KL, then they have to play Kishan because somebody has to keep at that point. Uh, so while Gil is out and while Cricket was reporting that he's only going to miss the first match, I mean, he could miss more, right? I mean, Dengue is not, it's not one of those, you come back from it real quickly kind of a thing. In which case, you know, Ishkish may be around for a while and he may open for a while. And then you have some flexibility around Rahul and uh, Sky. But again, Rahul, I mean, in the, the few games that he played, he looked really good. And he's one of the few people in this team who have actually played a few games. He's played 50 plus games, I think, from, from what I remember. You know, some of the other people, I mean, though they they are, they are in good nick and everything. I mean, Gil has played, what, 25, 30 games at max? Uh, so how they will all handle like a, a proper pressure cooker situation, a semi-final knockout, uh, those things are still to be tested. I mean, they're, they're making runs all right. So I think, you know, KL Rahul will stick around. I think he'll play all the games if he makes the runs. And and yeah, I agree with the others. I think five bowlers isn't going to work. Pandya will have to bat in the top five and bowl a few overs. I mean, he can share them with whoever else. But I think Pandya won't be given the responsibility of bowling ten full overs. Yeah, but uh, Pandya at five makes the tail look too long. Bl- blasphemy. I mean, since you said that, I am starting to miss Aksar. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Pandya at 6 and Jadeja at 7. Correct. Followed by that number 8 slot. The... Yeah, the number 8 slot will be either Shahrul Takur or Ashwin. I mean, those are those are your choices. And then yeah. the, the others are penciled in. Raj and Kuldeep, they are penciled in. They will, they will do 9-11. So was Aksar injured for the whole tournament or they used it as an excuse to nudge him out i mean we all saw his instagram post that he should have hired a better pr team okay. yeah and he promptly deleted it oh. right but i mean what more should have Axar done to be in that team right i mean if Axar was our eight you know i mean we all like ashwin i, I can tell you exactly do... what Axar could have done if Axar had batted us to victory over bangladesh in that game without getting injured. There is no question of Ashwin being anywhere in the horizon. There wouldn't have been any changes because Aksar would have won a a losing game with the bat. On his own, yeah. On his own. And that would have been end of story. Unfortunately, he lost and he also got injured. And to his misfortune, Ashwin actually bowled very well in the first two games against Australia. So that set up the scenario for them bringing in Ashwin ahead of him. Basically, uh, Aksar is the Raidu of uh, 2023. See, what we have to remember is Aksar's selection was always a question mark because he was the second left-arm spinner. Mm. And ironically, in 2015, he was the second left-arm spinner. He was part of the squad. He didn't play a single game. Zero games, exactly. So they actually wasted a slot completely in the 2015 World Cup in Australia. In Australia. So, very possible that they got to a point wherein why do we want to take the chance? If Jadeja gets injured, we'll bring this guy in. He'll just fit in straight through. Yeah, he can bat at seven at that point if Jadeja doesn't play. All of these guys are going to be easily and quickly changed. I'm pretty sure they've all been told, be ready. Keep your go bag ready. Yeah, I mean, I really wish Gil recovered soon. This was supposed to be his World Cup. 
Yeah, I, I really, more than the first two games, I really would like to see Gill out there on October 14th at the Motera. He's been batting very well there. And against Pakistan, it's be good to have him. Home ground, Gujarat uh, Titans home ground. Scored a lot of runs at Ahmedabad. So, little going back a little, the 1987 uh, World Cup. First time around, India versus Australia was played in Chennai. It was a heartbreaker for India. They lost by one run. And you guys was, remember? And, sing- and that was Maninder Singh again. For the second time <laughs> in two years, had not <laughs> in the same place. for us. <laughs> yeah. he got, he, this time around, he got bold. He, he got bold, is it? Yeah. Bold, they, yeah. So, they didn't need Vikram Raju. Yeah, they didn't have to retire another test umpire. <laughs> no, like Vikram Raju's finger went up even before the bowler up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like, finger shot up. Fellow, that's all I remember. What is the name of the bowler? What, Matthews? Greg Matthews. Greg, Greg, Greg Matthews. Matthews. Greg Matthews. Then, he was a character. He was wearing a sweater in that sweltering heat and a cap while bowling. Yeah. That was a bet of some kind. Oh. I mean, he was that crazy. He was that crazy. He just wanted to prove that he is strong enough. <laughs> so he wore a sweater in uh, Chennai. Yeah. Well, a lot of people wear sweaters in Chennai when the temperature drops below 92 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Centigrade too. <laughs> so yeah, I think, uh, I mean, India will be favourites. I would hope they are favourites. A lot of their bowlers are in good nick. I mean, the plan has come together. Literally everyone in the in that first choice 15 is here. We're missing no one due to injury and what have you. I mean, we don't have to conjure up a Munaf Patel out of the blue or a Mohit Sharma out of the blue because there are clear, the stars are aligned. So I'm keeping both my fingers crossed and hope at least this time around. There, there was one more thriller. The 1992 India-Australia, this time in Brisbane, was also one yes. run. <laughs> That's right. I remember the Azar uh, run out from Alan Border. Yeah, I think was it Kiran More and Javagal Srinath who had to take three runs and yes. yeah, got yeah. only exactly. one. Yeah, they and lost David Bourne uh, ran, them, ran them out, yeah. Correct. And, and that was, and the, we lost some three overs and then the target decreased by just one run thanks to the famous Richie Beno. Azar played a wonderful knock, some some 90 odd, I think. Manjrekar. Manjrekar played a you know, better than runner-ball innings for only for the first time or only time in his career. Was that the game where Srikanth, you know, tried to hit over cover and a flying single-handed catch? I think it was the Australia game, right? In 92? That was possibly New Zealand. New Zealand, okay. he got off at a long one. Deepak Patel, Deepak fielder Patel. in the deep, he hit it to that guy. He hit him straight. Like catching yeah. practice, the fielder <laughs> didn't move an inch. No. Yeah, 45, 50-meter boundaries on the square. Yeah. He picks the one fielder uh, on, you know, long Straight down the ground. Yeah. Straight down. So, he had another duck. I think it was a duck or a single-digit score against Australia. He tries to go over cover. The fielder leaps and grabs him by one hand. And those are the two balls I remember of Srikanth. And that was the end of it. I looked up the scorecard. He was bold. Zero. So, it's some other match. No, no. It wasn't after... After hitting the stumps, did somebody catch it with one hand? (laughs) (laughs) Talking of one fielder catching, the only fielder in that postal code catching a ball, Shikhar Dhawan hit a ball in the 2015 semi-final. There was only Mm. one fielder in the entire area. And I think Maxwell, the guy ran and somehow caught it. Barely about 30 seconds before that, the commentator said, 
India has never lost a match when Shikhar Dhawan has hit a 50. Shikhar was out for 44. He's a ICC tournament uh, champion, man. He's a legend of that ICC tournament. I mean, he's had some really awesome innings in the Dhoni era. Yes. So the game I was thinking about was Khan's third duck in the 1992 World Cup. It was against South Africa. He was caught by Kirsten of Donald. That was uh, in the covers. Ball. Fifth ball duck. Which Kirsten? Sorry. The cheat or the coach? <laughs> the cheat. Must have been the cheat. Oh, no. <laughs> Peter Kirsten. Yeah. He was a man of the match for the game, by the way. Yeah. Gary Kirsten did not play the 1992 World Cup, I think. He hit 181 against some poor slobs in the next one. That is the highest yeah. score for a World Cup deputant, actually, till date. <laughs> they were playing against UAE and their captain yeah. came out to bat without a... a Helmet, Helmet, Sultan Zaravani. Yeah, he just came wearing a cap facing Alan Donald. Yeah, he got hit also, right? Uh, those are good memories. Yeah, good memories. And uh, hopefully we'll have some good memories after November. I mean, we only talked about games where we lost to Australia in the World Cup. We did beat them a few times. We did beat them in 1987. That... We beat them in 2019. Yes. Oh, the, the, the game we beat them... I don't know if you guys remember, full-blooded shot, McDermott, Azuruddin actually bowled. Yes, yes, I remember. McDermott hit a full-blooded shot straight back at him, just like the Maxwell catch in that game. Remember the Maxwell catch? Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Azar caught that game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm yet to recover from the 2003 finals. Yeah. I saw it at NAS 8. NAS 8 used to show the World Cup games in the big theatre. I showed up there and I made to recover from that. That yeah. was terrible. Since then, whenever India is batting, I don't go to the kitchen to get tea because I went there and Sachin got out. So it's not 20 years. <laughs> it still continues. Was it one of the Kuti stories where they were talking about Sachin's game plan for the Sintri World Cup uh, finals? Correct. Sachin decided that he has to take, he has to hit a boundary every over. Every of every over. over. Yeah, boundary every over and then just some... 160 runs needed in 240 balls or something, I will do it. So. The remaining 240 balls and then he, you know, tries to attack early and the rest is history. But you know what was very funny that not many people noticed? The game at one point of time, I think Dinesh Mongia was playing and Viru was, was playing. If we had held on, we could have gotten ahead of Australia on the DLS. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It rained soon after the game. So, we expect India to make it to the semi-finals, I presume? Yeah, I think they'll make uh, it to the semi-finals. Oh, I think so. And, and then, if yeah, there is a way to go directly to the finals, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, I think they should do the IPL playoff rule. So, India gets two chances to go to the final. Uh, but I think India is the hot favourite, provided Hardik Pandya's body stands. That's where I am. I, I still don't understand why they can't do that uh, model of the top two getting two chances. Because... They're playing nine matches. They're playing against everybody else. It's about as fair as it gets, right? You reward the teams that have done well in the cycle. Instead, you'll have some team squeezing in on net run rate and then beating another team in the semi-final and reaching the final and losing it on boundaries. That's what happened, right? When we talk about the team that squeezed in in fourth position on net run rate in the last World Cup and then keep on complaining about their final, let's talk about what they did today. Right, absolutely. New Zealand also ran maybe somebody who can give some people a fight. That was the narrative before today. I didn't watch much of their bowling. 
In fact, except for this portion where my friends Butler and Root were cruising, but somehow, thanks to C. S. K. Santner, they kept them to two eighty. Even then, I thought that was a little too much because Ahmedabad is not necessarily a very high-scoring ground. Will Young was quickly dispatched right yes. down the leg, and after that, it was just brilliant. It was just an explosion of brilliant shots by yeah. Con. Thought, yeah, Wooks bowled a pretty b- a bad line, right? It just kept giving them freebies down the leg. Yeah, Wooks was kind of poor. Came, Wood yeah. was poor. Those yeah. two, at least the two paces were really poor. And then the moment the spinner came on, this chap took them on, uh, Rachin yeah. Ravindra. Yeah, and Ali, Ali, Ali was Ali. Uh, Ali was bowling two bad balls each over. People yeah. should remember whenever CSK plays, the guy handling the quicks is Rituraj. The guy handling the spinners is Conway. Conway plays spin very, very, very well. well. Actually, he started slowly. When I, I mean, he was at one point about twenty runs of twenty balls or something like that. Even Ravindra, Rachin Ravindra, got to his fifty before uh, Conway did. But suddenly, after both of them got to their fifty, suddenly you know Conway is celebrating his hundred, and this guy is still like eighty-eight, eighty-nine, something like that. Yeah, referencing CSK again. This is a pattern for Devon Conway. Slow start, and then he just accelerates, and just works every time. I thought this was a phenomenal show. It's just brilliant the way they batted, the shots they hit. What do you guys think? Anil Kumble called him young Yuvraj Singh. The shots that the flourish, the power, the follow throughs. The thought occurred to me before I saw that, and oh my god, it was like watching Yuvraj Singh at a speak. The flourish and the way he batted, like absolutely fearless. Of course, Vokes was feeding him with feeder balls, but he capitalized on every single one of them. My speculation in the last episode, where I thought that England does not do well when the ball does not come onto the bat, seems to have kind of, you know, played off today. I don't know. Brook does very well in Test matches. Brook does very well in T20. I don't know if he has figured out how to pace his innings in ODI. If Brook would have played another, you know, five overs, Brook, you know, would have been a different game today, perhaps. But England has he's, a lot uh, to think. England's a sky. <laughs> yeah, he's England's sky, totally. I mean, <laughs> should Wokes be bowling? Is Hazelwood figured out how to bowl in India? Wokes hasn't. No. And that's going to be a problem for them. Yeah, even in the last episode, I remember Ram was saying that uh, Topley should be playing. And I felt Wokes should be in. I suspect they didn't want to play Topley because Karan is also bowling left arm over. And which meant the only right arm quick is Wood. The only other choice they have is David Billy. But think about it, man. They actually scored two eighty nine. It is not a score to sneeze at. These guys made it look pitiful. <laughs> Finishing it off at twenty twenty three, Vijay. This is the first World Cup where the ODI is an extension of T twenty. Like that's where we are, right? Two two eighty nine. Yeah, perhaps is not. Is below par in this World Cup. I'm sure there are there are going to be a couple of games of 220, 210, but those are going to be anomalies. I think. Yeah. Uh, also, I think all the English batters reached double figures, which is also a record. I think they still last, of course. But I watched the Root Butler innings, and everybody has criticized England for not making enough runs, and even Butler said, you know, not we didn't go on, we didn't go on to execute our plans. But what was that dismissal of Root, man? It was so horrible. I mean, everybody gets carried away by that, like the reverse sweep that he hits for six. But I mean, he tried to hit that shot of 
Glenn Phillips, who he can simply loft down the ground, a clean cricket shot and get the same six runs with like half the risk. He played some random shot, he got out and I think they may have lost 20-30 runs just because of that shot. What what was the random shot? River sweep of Glenn Phillips. He's not the first English batter to try the river sweep, right? Oh, for uh, sure. I mean, he plays the river sweep very well. I mean, earlier in that same game, he like he played that paddle scoop or whatever, river scoop or whatever you want to call it, right? The 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 Dilshan shot, but on the other side, you know, on the offside, I and then it worked. But I mean. I mean, you. I mean, you don't have to play that shot against a pie chucker, borrowing Kevin Peterson's phrase, like Glenn Phillips, and give him like three wickets in the bargain. Nobody has criticized him for that. I mean, they're like, oh, but you know, other than Root, who went on to make eighty plus, the rest of them gave it away. Yeah, rest of them gave it away too, but Root gave it away too. <laughs> Going down uh, memory lane, I'm reminded of uh, Gatting's river sweep in '87. That's a video that we have seen. England was cruising. England was on target to win that game, win that final. Yeah. Then getting close. Greg Dyer made the catch. I don't know who was bowling. Was border. Yeah, I mean, I think further reiterates the idea that New Zealand is a team to be reckoned with, possible semi-finalist, and England has to sort out its problems. The body language of Butler was very sad to see today. By the way, he was absolutely clueless. Yeah, on the field. I mean, one of the reasons I picked New Zealand over England is that traditionally New Zealand start their campaigns very strong. Think about, again, 92 against Australia. Co-hosts and all. They really started off strong with Martin Crowe, Great Batch and all that. They were, they were always uh, started no, that well. That is true because even in 2019, they started off very quickly. And then they yeah. struggled at the end when they got crashed by England and Australia, yeah. I think. And if you remember the 2022 World Cup at, in Australia, I remember Finn Allen completely mm. destroyed Australia in that first game. So these guys do well in the beginning and then they sort of run out of steam. Now for the question of the day. Yep. Who was man of the match in the 1979 finals? Was it Collis King? Viv Richards. Collis King was the guy who was in that partnership with him. But I think the, the man of the match was Viv Richards. For he also got four runouts, right? 25 was the big cat, right? Yeah, uh, Lloyd. Lloyd. 79, I thought, was Collis King. Oh, maybe not. Just more like... Collis King team. made 86 in no time. Yeah. After West Indies were, I think, 99 for 4 or 102 for 5 or something. And Richards hit that 138. I, everybody still remembers that last six of Mike Hendrick. He just walked out outside the off stamp and just flicked it. <laughs> the ball just disappeared somewhere into the English tunnel. That was one fantastic shot. There was a very interesting situation when they were bowling. These guys kept on bowling to Brearley and Boycott who were plodding along. Richards bowled 10 overs for 35 runs. Recently in one of the Kuti stories, there seems to be a suggestion that Clive Lloyd might have deliberately dropped Boycott during that <laughs> Yeah, it was with Richards. 138, and he, he was the world's first A.B. De Villiers, which we realize in hindsight. Chasing 286 in 60 overs, nearly 4.75 runs and over, Brearley and Boycott scored at less than 50 strike rate. They lost the game right there. Then once they were four down, the rest of it looks like, if you look at England's batting card. Yeah. Joel Garner came and picked five Yorkers and five wickets or something like that. Five wickets, yeah. The bat, the 
The scorecard reads 0405000. And that's all Joel Garner. Five wickets, five Yorkers, game over. What is it, five for 38? Yeah, five for 38 in 11 overs. Not bad. That's about yep. 43 years of memory. Wow. 38. <laughs> Viv Richards bats. 157 balls, scores 138 runs with 11 fours, three sixes at a strike rate of nearly 88, and then comes back and bowls 10 overs for 35 runs. Truly the king. What would he do in today's game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, his bat looks so skinny, right? All these guys today, right, with their you know facial hair and tattoos and everything, they still look like school kids next to that windy stick. <laughs> Their presence was just awe-inspiring, man. I don't think we can ever get such a team again. <laughs> Is it true that Viv Richards never wore a helmet? Or I do remember him wearing one towards the end of his career. Never, never. Never, huh? Richard's son switched to helmets towards the end. <laughs> Richie Richards. <laughs> Richie Richardson. He probably holds the record for the only guy who was complaining that his batter was bold at the... And I think made a big scene during a presentation ceremony. The batsman was given out bold and he got upset about it. Final of the Hero Cup, Roland Holder was bowled by Kumble, And he was upset that uh, the umpires went upstairs to check. So, Wasn't the 90s, is it 96 Hero Cup where the Sachin Tendulkar finals, he won us with, us, with the ball? That was the semi-final. So the Sachin won the semi-final for us. Hmm. But uh, Kumble won the final for us. He either had a 5 for or a 6 for. Yeah. 6 for 12, right? That was a famous yeah. 6 for 12 game. His best figures ever. All of all three games were at the the two semifinals and the final. All was at the Eden Gardens. I went to all of the games. That was a long time ago. With that, we come to the end of our fourth and the final preview episode. In a few days, we'll come back with a review of the first round of games and the preview of the following rounds of games. Thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Cricket with the West Coast Infidels. Our host for today, Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian, Anand Kumar Shankaran, Ramakrishnan G.I.R. and myself, Vasant Kumar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.